Good morning, everybody. Baruch Hashem. We're going to start this month. The Allah Hashem normally are given at this time, but we're going to discuss a little bit of an inyonim of Elul. All of us, a few days ago, received an invitation. I don't know if you saw it, I don't know if you noticed it, then if you really took heed to such an incredible invitation, that you received an invitation from the Melech Malchem Lochim to stand in din, to stand in judgment. And Beis Hashem, in less than a month, we're going to be standing here in this very Mokrim, in this very Beis HaMedrash, and we're going to be pleading for our lives. I want to spend a few minutes today, normally this is our Lochashe, but I want to spend a few minutes on understanding and maybe going into a little bit of an idea of what we're meant to be doing in the next few days, in the next few weeks, specifically at this incredible time of Elul, you know, they always bring a famous marshal that a person's walking down the street, and as he's walking down the street, he sees a hundred dollar bill floating down. This is Gavaldic. It's raining money from Shemayim. He takes the hundred dollar bill, pockets it, and thinks, wow, what a wonderful day. He keeps walking a few more steps. Another hundred dollar bill comes down. He said, this is Gavaldic. My lucky day. It's raining money from Shemayim. Wow. And then all of a sudden he sees. He looks up and he sees a little child. A two and a half, looks like maybe a three year old child. Sitting on what we call the marpeset, the balcony, the porch. With their feet, feet dangling down. Holding its tati's wallet. And it's got its tati's wallet. And slowly but surely there's pieces of paper that are pretty cool. This is dropping them down. Very sweet. And this guy on the street is watching this. And he's like, this is incredible. I'm just going to stand there like this and accept what I'll do. Hashkacha Pratis. told me to be here at this time. I have to take it. What can I do? So he's there and he's watching the scene. And all of a sudden he sees the father come in. And he sees his son doing that. He's like, what are you, crazy? And he takes the wallet away from him. And he pulls, pulls the child back inside. But obviously he's lost all the money. And they always say that it's the same thing. That we're often like that child. That child of two and a half, three year old has no idea that those pieces of paper are actually worth money and you can actually do something with it. We have the same thing. We have time. We have opportunities. And we sometimes just throw it out. We just waste it. And that's a shame. We spoke about it a bit more last night. The Ramban says an amazing lotion about Chodesh Elul. The Ramban says, you know what an Elul is? You know what this month is? It shows the Gavaldic Akirvas, the love, the Ava, that the Rabbi Nishalaylam has for Klal Yisrael. That the Rabbi Nishalaylam says, you know what? I'm not just going to tell you, go to Rosh Hashanah. But have a preparation. Have time to prepare. Have time to speak. Have time to be able to dedicate time, effort, to improving yourself, to seeing what you could do better. Famous Marshal. I think this is a true story of a Yid, a Chassid of the Gera Rebbe. And how it works by the Gera Rebbe is Rosh Hashanah by night. Everybody files past the Gera Rebbe and you get a Gajantav, a Gajor, whatever it is that the Rebbe says. And the Chassidim wait a whole year for this. This is the most amazing opportunity that the Rebbe face to face I don't have to make an appointment. I don't have to wait. I don't have to be a big rich guy. I can just go to the Rebbe on Rosh Hashanah and I get mamish two, three seconds, but I get a good yonta from the Rebbe. It's worth everything. And they wait on the line for hours upon hours and they wait for this opportunity every single year. And there was this Hasidish guy that was so excited for his opportunity to be able to speak to the Rebbe. And he's waiting on the line. 
And finally, it's getting closer and closer. And you can imagine the anticipation, the excitement. Finally, it's getting closer and closer, face to face to the Rebbe. How many times do you get such an opportunity? And as he gets face to face to the Rebbe, he was dying to ask the Rebbe something. Specifically, one of his children needed a shidduch, or it's a parnasa that he needed. He needed something specific. And he was going to ask the Rebbe in those two seconds, give me a bracha for a shidduch, or one of my children. Give me a bracha for parnasa. And he got to the Rebbe. And he was so in awe. He was so, he, he just couldn't believe it that he started to stutter. And sometimes he did that. He stuttered sometimes when he got nervous. He, uh, he didn't know what to say. Before you know it, the gubber pushed him away. Next, and it's gone. It's got to wait till next year. He missed the opportunity. And they say it's the same thing. His neighbor, the one behind him, saw the whole situation and said to me, you made a big mistake. He said, why? I waited a whole year for this. I was so excited to see the Rebbe. He said, you should have started speaking before you got to the Rebbe. You should have, before you got to the actual Rebbe, you should have started to speak. And this way, by the time you would have got there, you would have been able to say something. We can't just show up to a Rosh Hashanah. We've got all the art scroll, Machzorim, and all the art scroll, Gavaldige, Chizik, which are amazing. But you can't just rock up to a Rosh Hashanah, come down the stairs, roll into the base Medrash. All right, God, here I am. Give me another year. Doesn't work. You've got to start speaking before. You've got to start speaking before you get there. Now's the time. This is El. The Halle Tanya writes that if El is a time of such Kim, a time where the Rabbi Nishlalem wants to be so close to us, so the Balatanya, we should make it into a Yontuf. It's a time that the Rabbi Nishlalem wants to spend time with us. It's a time that the Rabbi Nishlalem wants to hear from us. The Satmar Rebbe would cry when he said over the famous words, the famous words that all the, all the, all the Muslims for him bring, Arizal, whatever, that the Rabbi Nishalayim Kaviyachal is walking around, he's in the fields, he's waiting to hear from us. The Satan Rebbe would cry, can you imagine what it means? What an opportunity we have to talk to the Rabbi Nishalayim, to improve ourselves, to look into our lives, what we could do better. What an opportunity this is, and we sometimes just waste it. The Chadush Arim. The Ger Rebbe writes, the Kutim Arim, he writes, Ki chodesh It's an incredible present. The Rabbi Shalom said, I'm not just going to give you a day of judgment, I'm going to give you a month before to be able to connect, to be able to talk, to be able to improve. That's what we're doing over here. That's what it's all about. The of Sons once said over the following thing. And he said, you know, how often do we make the same mistake that we come into Elul, or we come into Slichas, we come into Erev Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, says to me, Tshuva, Erev Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, and we make Kabbalists. And each one to their own should really sit down for a moment or two, and he think to himself, what can I improve on? Maybe it's Berchaz maybe it's Negel Vasa, maybe it's Sitsis, maybe it's Davening on time, speaking in Davening, whatever it may be, each one to their own. What can we do to improve ourselves? And then often we find ourselves in the same situation as we were last year. And the Divichayim of Sun says, Amodikamoshal, he says, you have a parent that comes home one day to the children in the house with an egg. Now these children are poor. They've never seen an egg for months. They were so excited. Wow! We have an egg. This is amazing. Let's cook the egg. Let's put some onions in it. We'll divide it with all the children. Kabbalik! We're going to have an egg. This is amazing. And the mother says, no, no, no. We're not going to eat this egg. What do you mean? Why are we not going to eat the egg? What's the point of the egg? We're going to put it under a hen. And we're going to be able to make sure that we get more eggs. 
And when we have more eggs, wow, that means we're going to have like an egg each. Once we have more eggs, wonderful, each child's going to have their own egg. No, no, no. We're going to take those eggs and we're going to make sure that they hatch eventually. And when they hatch, we're going to have chickens. Wow, that means we're going to be able to eat chickens. No, no, no. Because those chickens are going to produce more eggs and more chickens. And before you know it, we're going to have a whole farm. And they're all excited, jumping up and down. And before you know it, the egg smashes on the floor. All the wonderful ideas, all the wonderful plans, out the window. So the Divya Chaim from Sons, how many times do we do the same thing? We make ideas, yeah, this year, ooh, Rebbe, this Elul, unbelievable. Mamish, you, you, you're never going to walk in and not see me with my tefillin on ready by the base medrash. You don't understand, I'm a different person now, what do you mean? Avada, how many times, but they mean it, I'm a chasushalom. Avada, we mean it, we really want to, we want to. But sometimes our plans fall through. And sometimes we put ourselves in the same situation where Vigda Miller, Zatzal, once said over, a CEO of a very large company hired a specific person that was his job, was to be able to go through the books, the accounts, and tell them what they're doing wrong, and tell them how they can improve, and tell them, for example, I have a Talmud that's in America, that his job is to go around to all the nursing homes and to see if they're hiring too many people, if they're paying too high of a salary, if they can get rid of some of the staff, his job is to save the company money. Now, can you imagine, said Rav Miller, if this guy walks into the company, spends days and days and days checking the account, looks at everything and says, wonderful, you're doing great. So Rav Miller, the CEO of the company, says, you crazy? That's not what I hired you for. That's not what I wanted you. I wanted you to criticize. I wanted you to find what we could do better. If we walk into this time of year and we say... We're good. I, th- I think I'm fine. I-, I like the way I am right now. Leave me alone. I'm good. I'm fine the way I am. Then we have a problem. We have to realize what we can do and how we can improve. I always say over the following, but I, I-, I really, it resonates so well this time of year. The marshal goes like this. A very wealthy fellow had a wine cellar. And this was a wine cellar like none other. This was a wine cellar going under his entire house. The temperature set at this wine cellar was specific so that all the wines could be able to mature and improve. It was an amazing, amazing sight just to see the wine cellar, the way it was organized. The wines that were in there were worth fortunes of money. Now, this wealthy fellow would entertain very, very Khoshiva guests. And whenever he did so, he made sure that he got a nice bottle of wine that would fit exactly the meal that they were serving. One particular day, they had a very, very important, a very distinguished guest that came in. So the boss, the owner, the rich man says to his butler, okay, I need a bottle of wine, but not any bottle of wine. I need a hush of a bottle of wine. I want you to go down to the cellar, go down to the third aisle, go all the way down on the left, right by the wall, there's a case of wine. It says on it, 1981. I need you to take a bottle of wine and bring it up. It's a special bo- bottle of wine. I keep that crate of wine for very special occasions. Now's one of them. I want you to bring it up. He gave him precise instructions. It w- shouldn't have taken him very long to get the bottle of wine. In the meantime, they're starting the meal. They're schmoozing. And the rich man's looking at his watch like, where- where's the butler? Where is he? What's going on? What's taking so long? I gave him instructions. Not like he has to find it. So he says to the, the guest, don't worry. He's, he's, you know, he's handling it very carefully, slowly bringing it up the stairs. It's a very expensive bottle of wine. It's not just, you know, whip it out the crate and off you go. So I need a few more minutes. So he waits a few more minutes and a few more minutes. It's 20 minutes. What takes him so long? I understand it's a big wine cellar, but I gave him the instructions. What takes so long? 
The rich man's getting really upset. By now he's really upset. Where is he? What, what's going on? He's embarrassing me. He's embarrassing me in front of my distinguished guest. It's not right. So he goes down. He says, that's it. I'm, excuse me for a minute. He says to his guest, I'd like to go down and check on the button. Maybe he tripped. Maybe he fell. Maybe something's wrong. Maybe something's the matter. I don't know. He goes down. He opens the door of the cellar. And all of a sudden, he opens the door. It's interesting. Normally, it doesn't smell because all the bottles are closed. He smells something. It's weird. He goes down the cellar stairs. And as he's getting closer and closer to the bottom, the smell gets much, gets much stronger. Much stronger of a smell. What's going on? doesn't understand what's going on. Now, it's a very dark place. The way to do it is you can't have the light there. You can't put on light. It destroys the wine. It's to be very, very dim. Extremely dim. So as he gets down to the bottom floor, he steps on the ground... And there's wine. Like, it's, it's liquid everywhere. He thinks it's wine. He smells it's wine. What is going on over here? This guy's, what? What's, what's going on? He walks past and he can see, very dimly lit, but he can see that bottles of wine are smashed all over the place. What is going on? What, is, what has he done? Do you know how expensive this wine is? Do you know how good this wine is? Do you know what this is all about? There's wine all over the place. There's bottles smashed everywhere. I'm going to kill this guy. And he's looking for him, and he's looking for him. Where is he? And he wants to find him, he's going to bite. By now he's got smoke coming out of his nostrils and his ear. I'm going to mummish, I'm going to find him, I'm going to pin him up to the wall. I'm going to punch him, punch by punch. Until... I'm going to kill him, this is my wine collection that I've been doing for years. Where is he? His wine smashed everywhere. Till he finally finds him. He finds him at the end of the cellar. At the end of the cellar there's a little couch. Because sometimes the guy that came to take all the temperatures and everything had to sit there for a while. So they made like a little comfortable little couch. So he sees the butler there on the couch. But he's not just sitting on the couch. His feet are up. He's smoking a cigar. Drinking a glass of wine. Smiling and saying, oh boss, can I have a raise? What are you, crazy? The answer is so simple. We do the same thing. There we are, the whole year, smashing bottles of wine all over the place. Comes the Rosh Hashanah. Mighty Shalailam. We want a raise. We want more money. We want a Shidduch. We want help. We want Parnassa. We want everything. Where have you been the whole year? Smashing bottles of wine all over the place. We have to realize, we have an opportunity right now, during Elo, during this time, to be able to work on ourselves to be able to improve ourselves, to make us better people. A father once tells his child, and we'll end with this, I have a very, very heavy cupboard. I need you to move the cupboard. I need you to move the cupboard. So the child says, sure, no problem. It goes over to the cabinet, starts to move it. doesn't move. He tries that direction, tries that direction. It doesn't move. He calls his friend. doesn't work. Nothing happens. He goes over to his father and says, I'm really sorry, I tried everything I can. I, I, I can't move it. It's just way too heavy. He says, I'm really disappointed. What do you mean disappointed? I tried. What do you want me to do? I tried. So father said, very simple. You should have asked me for help. Because if you would have asked me for help, I could have showed you how to move in a certain way that it would have moved. So the rabbi come to us, we come to him and say, listen, I tried. I did what I could do. What do you want from me? I'm only a human being. Come on. Rabbi says, did you ask for help? Did you ask the Rabbi Nishlam, the Melech, Malcham, Lochem for help? Because that's what we need to do. Rabbi Sai, we have the next few weeks a unique opportunity to be able to look into ourselves, into our lives, into what we're doing. 
before, well before we come to Slichas, well before we come to Rosh Hashanah. And Be'ez HaShem, if we do this, the Rabbani Shem will give us B'siyat HaDishmaya, a beautiful Zman, a beautiful month, and Be'ez HaShem will come into Rosh Hashanah much more prepared, and the Rabbani Shem will give us Be'ez HaShem, Chasimah, Chasimah, Tayyip. Have a good day.